Welcome to the Lunchbox Club with Boomy Laddington. I'm your host, Boomy Laddington, and today I have a special guest with me, Keith Lowe. He is the illustrator and author of the children's book, Titans of Taste. Thank you for being here, Keith. Thank you for having me. And Keith is a dad. He's got three little girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what, what does your house look like on a, on a daily basis? I feel like it's a tornado. I, I feel like... what. I look at my house, like the actual physical house, I look at it as, as I, I, am, I am competing against it to see if I can clean it faster than it gets messy. And so I, I see it as like there's this army that's encroaching yes. upon me. I just, I kind of gamify it. And so I'm like, okay, okay, the dishes are, are like flanking me from this. So I'm going to like, I will hit them here. And then the dirt is on the floor in the kitchen. I will assault that there. And they keep taking new positions. And so it's this, it's this constant like, struggle so you approach it that's what it looks like you approach like. it like like a soldier a, in war who's being do. advanced upon by the i, yep. I like that yep. i like that my approach is i think i think of it as um like a, a tidal wave just just always mm. a, a few feet away from me and so some days i just let it wash <laughs> over me and then that's when you know you have two right. two sinks full of dishes both sides and then <laughs> you know i'm just like i've yeah. lost today i've lost the battle I've lost the battle. <laughs> I'm imagining like the hands back and like, and the dishes are just flowing over. You're like, just take me, take me surrender. away. Just like complete surrender. So you're, you're still battling. I, I'm surrendering. I'm just like, no, it's, it's, I've lost right. this, but every now and then you have a win, yeah. you know, there'll be a moment where I've put away all the uh-huh. laundry, but that lasts, right? it's right. what, four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what the apostle Paul talks about when he's like run running. I will run the race. It's like, when you get to last that laundry, it's like, all right, I gotta <laughs> dig deep. It's gotta get pulled away. To do... This is it. This I is like the sprint. And right. I like that all of um, Paul's yeah. his writings that I apply them to myself in this suburban lifestyle. But it's still mm-hmm. hard. It's hard. raising kids is hard. So I, I started a whole podcast based on just food, feeding them, because it is it is not easy. And you've written this book that is so incredibly delightful. Do you want to give uh, listeners a brief kind of rundown on your book? Sure. Yeah. The Titans of Taste is a very simple story uh, about food and friendship. Um, this this brother and sister are eating food and it's it's tasteless and they're, they're bored by it. And and uh, the food comes alive and, and begins attacking. So there so we have more we have more combat here. Yes. <laughs> food attacks these kids and, and a group of, of superheroes, um, each one that aligns with a specific condiment. Um, comes in and sort of saves the day, and and then they uh, the kids are, are empowered to try these these tasteless foods. So that's that's the the heart of the story. Not only are you an artist and a writer, and so you teach illustration as well. Because when I saw the pages from your book, um, Corporal Ketchup, and you've got this this guy with like a it looks like a rocket launcher. Um, and he has the the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. pack on the back full of ketchup. Yes, <laughs> great reference. That's right. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> and then he's shooting ketchup at these fries that are exploding. Right. Um, kids are just, yeah. they're going to love this book. Because it's, it's an exciting book visually, and it's exciting in mm. the words. And I just think that um, imagining kids reading it at the dinner table and just delighting and smiling. And what, what, what inspired you? Well, I think that uh, I had a, a very early image, and it was as, and I show this to my students because I think that uh, instructors, especially in in the field of 
of anything creative. Um, a student uh, sees a person at the certain at, at a current level that they are, and they presume that that that's always been the case. But it's not. It's not mm. the truth that you that you start making work that uh, where you're struggling, you know, and you're trying to figure this out. And so I like to show early work that's not that I don't consider very good. And one image I show, and they snicker at it because it's a dumb idea. It was this character uh, called Condiment Fernando, and he has like all these like condiments on. He has a weapon that shoots like every type of condiment, and they just look at it and they're like, "What is this?" And I said, "This is not necessarily a great idea. I understand, but but there is a seed." to the idea and then we were working on a character design prompt and i uh, i thought oh i want to revisit these characters and i and i i spread it out i said okay you're trying to do too much at one time too much in one character so i spread out each idea into into a character design and that sort of I, then i said well i wonder if there's a story here let me sit down and see if i can write it and and i'm sure you know as a poet i mean there's sometimes moments where you hit a flow and things just kind of come to you um, sometimes yes. it's, it's a battle and it's, it's not there, but sometimes they just kind of flow. So that, that sort of led to the next steps, but, uh, but it actually started with a very silly idea and then, uh, uh, something a little bit more, um, um, valuable, I think for the classroom was, was the idea behind oh. that. So, yeah. I love that. So, so it started as one one character right. that had all of the condiments, the condiments that shot out, yep. and then then it took the place of these different ones: the the grape jelly, the maple syrup. Right. So and, so in the book, there are a bunch of these different characters, and they're all shooting something different at a different food, all kind of attacking mm-hmm. it in a different way. It's so fun to to hear the creative process uh, of an artist, and I love that you had it and you went with mm-hmm. it because I noticed that with writers too writers painters any kind of artist there's there's that fear that am i wasting my time mm-hmm. am am i going to be able to do this and it stops a lot of people from finishing so what what helped you keep going until the very end until you had the finished product yeah well i think um writing for me is something that is not uh something that i've i've taken the time to develop like art has i've been drawing since i was a, a wee little lad you know and so Drawing was always something that I felt like I could do. And I received a lot of affirmation from it, which I think a lot of times affirmation helps yes. helps continue that process. If someone says, you're, you're good at that and you, you buy into that, then you might continue. But I also, I loved it too. No one really had to tell me to do that. So um, I think that, that that was there. But I think the writing, I had to overcome the imposter syndrome of that, which mm-hmm. I think, again, is you talked about, you talk about fear, everyone navigates fear. And so we all can and empathize with that in some way. And then imposter syndrome, I, I'm writing this, but I'm not really a writer. I mean, I've, I've worked uh, with writers, people who were, ex- who are extremely good at that. And that's their skill set. And I think when you see that, you, you sort of go, well, should I be doing this? But, um, but I just kind of, I would show it to people and they seemed to, they seemed to enjoy it. And so I, I took that as, as affirmation that that it was worthy to, to sort of finish that. But then the hard part is to finish, right? Much yes. like the laundry, yes. you know, like throwing <laughs> it in the, you know, throwing it into the laundry and you're like, and then you turn the body and turn it, it washes. It just does it. And then you're like, you throw yeah. the dryer, it does it. And then you pull it out and you're like, it's done. like, Oh, I have to fold. And now. Yeah. I, act three putting it away that's where i i can't do it either no i guess it's act four because they're folding and putting away three and four are where i start to fall off so and so how do you keep going how do you how do you make it yeah that the endurance i think it's to make it maybe smaller um to to sort of Ah. say okay let's let's get a um let's build out the entire story arc and kind of understand what that is and so then when that's done then you say okay let's 
let's work uh, a little bit on this image today. Let's see how far we can go, or let's see if we can finish one um, or finish another. And so you're just trying to just eat it slowly, so to speak. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that a lot of times too, we see something that's large and it seems impossible. But I had a wonderful professor and I'm gonna name drop him, Ron Mazellan, a wonderful mentor and illustrator who was my instructor when I was a student at Indiana Wesleyan University. And, and he used to say, finish small so you can finish large. And, and he was oh. such a he is such a brilliant instructor to be able to make smaller ideas so that you can remember them. I'm not as good as that. Uh, I kind of say a lot and hope you get something out of it. But he would just say these small, <laughs> compact phrases. Finish small so you can finish large. And I've, and I've always held to that. Just just yeah, do a little bit and you'll, you'll get it done. My mom would say something like that. She would say, um, if you can, it doesn't matter how long something takes you. Mm-hmm. If you can do a little bit, you can finish the whole thing. Mm. And she, she really impressed that on me young. It's like, it's okay to do just a little bit yeah, today. That's just great. keep doing little bits. This, this, uh, this episode is going to be about picky eaters, but I have to just yeah. ask you, summer is coming, Summer's right? Coming. And so you have one school-aged child, or do you have two who are in school, yeah. or is it kind yeah, of... Yeah, so I have three girls. My oldest uh, just finished third grade, and then uh, my middle daughter uh, just finished um, kindergarten. And then I have a just finished have a preschooler as well. So they're so they're all wrapped. So everybody wrapped up this week. So some summer's ahead. Oh, they're done. They're, they're done. done. What is food food wise? Because it's so overwhelming. The breakfast, lunch, and dinner. When they're all home, are they going to be home? Are they going to camp? What's going to happen? Yeah, I feel like uh, our children. We're just trying to get calories into their bodies. Right. <laughs> Love charcuterie. That's like, it just, you know, that's a, that's a big one because, you know, the stuff just kind of comes out and then they kind of get to pick and choose a little bit. So that gives them, I, I think that kids like the ability to have a say right. in things. If we, if we give them that, that context, we give them that, that safe space of saying, okay, everything on the table is valid to eat. So about picky eaters, do you, do you have one that is the, the pickiest eater in your house? my my eldest i'm gonna i'm gonna avoid names just just in case they listen to this they don't feel as if they wouldn't know their birth order of course but, like, but one i'll say that right <laughs> like eldest which one is, is is our pickiest she's she's trickier and then and then um our middle daughter she like she eats like salad out of a bag are you doing two dinners? What's your strategy? I think you're trying to find like common ground. You're saying, okay, what yeah. does everyone eat? Like, yes. like what will everyone eat? Now they may not eat all of the meal, but they will eat components of it. So like, for example, spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. So these, these two will eat the meatballs and maybe right. they'll eat the spaghetti a little. And then this one eats the spaghetti and maybe not so much meatballs. I'm like, okay, that is a single singular meal. Yes. And, and we, and our whole family will eat it. My middle kid too is the one who just eats whatever is in front mm. of her and, and likes salad and is excited about salad. Wow. But then I have, yeah. you know, I, I'll do birth order too. I mean, they're going to know who they are, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. My oldest is the one who, I don't know if she has just a very fine palate. That's what I like to tell myself. Or if she just doesn't like a lot of things, mm. but, and then with my youngest, he'll just be like, you know, like, this is, this is weird. He finds very creative ways. Like this is weird. Or it's, okay. it's, it's, it's tasteless or it tastes too much. Oh. Or it just, so it's always It's like something. a very refined palate. I don't, I don't know. How can something taste too much? Or it's spicy, <laughs> but it's yeah, macaroni oh, and cheese. Yeah. Spicy, come on. 
macaroni and cheese spice that, yes yeah, yeah. we get a lot of like oh it's spice i feel like spicy is what kids use when they just don't like it <laughs> because well, the things that kids call spicy right and i'm just like it's not a there's not a dash not a speck right. not an atom of, of any chili or anything right but i think when they say like well this is causing me pain i think i think maybe they mean it's spicy mentally for them <laughs> you know like it's mentally right. spicy i'm right. i'm uncomfortable with this with this yeah. food yeah i don't know they're making oh, stuff man. up over here they're right well this makes it seem like i've i've really thought out this position but in reality i just don't want to eat this <laughs> i know exactly it's spicy <laughs> right that is spicy or hot uh, hot is a thing hot too. Do oh you man make meals and you heat them up, and then I will put them in the freezer. They're like, this is too hot. I can't eat this. Yes. I put it in the that... freezer. This is came from all the freezer. All the time. All this time. All the time where you have this carefully balanced plate in the freezer. You know, it's like balancing. Yes. And you're trying not to forget it because they're also going to be too cold. It comes out, the plate's cold. Plate's ice cold. But right. the, the food is, I guess, now palatable. <laughs> Blow on it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. It's Wait. like, what if we, yeah. my kids are older, you know, but I'm just like, let's, let's blow on it. What mm-hmm. if let's tackle this together as a family? So you, you, you inhale, you inhale. <laughs> yep. And then you kind of just like really quickly exhale onto the food and then that's uh-huh. going to cool it down. So it. do you have one that won't sit, that won't sit down or just walks around 100%. like doing karate parkour? Yep. Okay. So you got yep. one of those. We all have one. One or two one. will do that. And do you get the, the, the five minutes before bedtime, I'm hungry? Does that happen at yeah, your house? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it does. It's not just me. No. I, I was no. terrified you were going to say no. And then, yeah. So what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. This is a judgment-free zone. Well, the tension between that is is sort of uh, the way that, that my wife and I, because Joanna, um, and she's, my wife is so empathetic and she's incredibly sweet in all the ways that, that I'm not. And, and I, and I admire those things in her. Um, but again, she is like, my children must eat calories. And she knows she, she has, is downloading everything. Like if they've not eaten, she, she knows it's like that child did not eat anything. Yes. It's five minutes for bedtime. A child says, I'm hungry. Yeah. We try to do final call. We try to do like last call. Um, and, and I'm fine with last call. I, I, I really am where I, where I, where we experience tension, marital tension, I will say, <laughs> is when they're already upstairs and they brush their teeth oh. and they're like, yo, yo, I'm hungry. And so for a while, I was just like, the option, I just tried to make the options so like prisoner level <laughs> that, that it's like, like, you can have a tortilla. You can have like, you can just have a tortilla. That's it. You like bread and water, but it's, but it's flatbread. Yeah. So it's like a disc, but you have a tortilla. So then the thing is like, they're like, fine, I'll take a tortilla, like, whatever. <laughs> Cold. Yeah. But then you, right. But yeah, but then like you go through, so again, you go through this, this crazy bedroom, which we've, which we've set up and, you, and I will find tortillas oh, no. with like bites out of them. But then, like tortillas, the thing is, that, you know, as as with most food, as moisture evaporates, yes. I think you've got these crusty tortillas that they've shattered into like glass. <laughs> these like shards of tortilla. And I'm just like, oh, like, <laughs> like, well, there's that tortilla. I can't put a kid to bed hungry. I can't. It must be a mom. I feel so. Oh, I feel so guilty. I feel like I'm just putting in this Oliver Twist situation where they're laying in bed and it's just like, oh, my stomach is right, empty. Right. I, logically, oh. I know they're probably okay. And it was their decision not to take those bites at dinner. 
they, they did maybe yep. they'll learn but then i find myself cutting up some cheese Our and hearts. an apple are they you know but after teeth brushing that's when it gets that's when i don't i don't serve with a smile because <laughs> when the teeth are brushed it's a really like yep. here eat, and eat it on the steps <laughs> eat it on the steps so you've written this book the titans of taste what are you hoping that parents and kids get out of it well i primarily i hope that it's a it's a fun book that that is entertaining that that the book is is something that they enjoy i don't it's it's definitely not trying to um to, to preach or to, to to component of like this is how you should be sort of navigating mealtime it's just more it's having fun and i and i hope through through the um the process of reading it um that they're surprised that they might feel inspired to try something outside of their comfort zone most of the foods inside you know are very base level you know we've got some hot dogs and we've got some chicken nuggets and things like that um we uh, you know pancakes yeah but the idea of dippers i think um like our kids will eat vegetables um usually with with ranch ranch is like a popular thing so we can get carrots and cucumbers and those types of things going and so okay so we're hitting that that part there maybe some ketchup will work for that as well um but you know i've had some friends who have had some um some children with a little bit more challenges of getting them to eat and there's a little chart that comes with it and the chart just has a little checklist and again it's it's gamifying it's it's the hot dog on a stick right like, oh, this is a hot dog, but it's on a stick. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Like, what? You can put a hot dog on a stick? I'll eat it. And so it, it kind of is just creating that element of, of um, you know, try this. Uh, try it with this with this extra extra thing. And there's like a little star for, for some foods that you really want to be bold. So if a, if a child really wants to kind of like hit all those components, um, they can do that. So at the end of the day, I hope it's fun. I hope they enjoy it. And then and maybe they're, it gives them a little enough courage to try something outside of their comfort zone. Any incentive, I think especially outside incentives, help picky eaters just get a little bit of motivation to try something. So I'm excited for whoever gets the chart too. And I'll put a picture of, you'll see pictures of the book and you'll see pictures of the chart. Um, and someone, you'll see a couple of the pages too on the website. And I know people are just going to love the illustrations. You'll see the entry details on the website. You, tell us any any food that your kid loves um, or any strange food combination. If they don't have a co- strange food combination, just tell us what your kid's favorite food is right now. And you, can, and you will be entered to win a copy of Titans of Taste by Keith Lowe. Thank you so much for being on here. That's so fun. All right, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. To see more of Keith's art, go to keithlowart.com. And to enter to win his book, The Titans of Taste, go to lunchboxclub.co. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.